Hey, hey, you're listening to the Journey with Janice podcast. Join me on the journey of pursuing Jesus, building our lives on the word, and seeing this world impacted with the love of God. The Journey with Janice podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. You can find my podcast and other great podcasts in the network at newreleasetoday.com. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at The Journey with Janice and check out my website, journeywithjanice.com. Hey, hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Journey with Janice podcast. I am so excited for today's episode because I am always excited to be able to hop on here and encourage your hearts and the Lord to share what God's doing in my life and, of course, always to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out to me. Would love to know how I can connect with you, how I can pray for you. Would love to hear testimonies and what God is doing in your heart and life because I look at this podcast as a community, not just a a chance for me to get on here and speak to you, but I also want to hear what's on your heart too. So please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook at The Journey with Janice. I think you can DM me right through the podcast, whatever way you want to reach out. The Journey with, actually it's journeywithjanice.com, my website. There's no the in the website, only in the handle. And so yeah, so God is so good and I'm just excited for this season of life. I don't know how many of you have just felt like wow, the winds and the waves of life have just been crashing. And I've been thinking so much the last couple of days about the parable of the wise and foolish builder and how it talks about that there are two different people that are described in this parable that Jesus gives. And the first one is the wise builder who built his house on the rock. And then the other one was the foolish builder who built his house on the sand and the winds and the waves came in both of their lives. And how many of you know the rain (laughs) comes on the just and the unjust? The Bible says that it rains on the just and the unjust, whether you're a Christian or not, a believer or not, life happens. And so in that parable, it talks about how the one who built their home on the firm foundation, when those winds and those waves came, they were able to stand. Their house wasn't destroyed. But the other one, who built their house on the sand, their house was destroyed. And so then it's like, okay, well, you hear that parable and you're like, how do you build your life on the sure foundation, on the one that when the winds and the waves come, you'll stay standing? And the Bible tells us, I love that there's just instruction for life in the Bible. And it tells us that we build our lives on a firm foundation when we read and apply the word of God. Like that's what Jesus says. When you hear my words and you put them into practice, that is building your life on the firm foundation. And that's the reality that we can't wait until those moments when life gets hard or troubles come to start building. Like we have to build our lives continually every day on the word of God. And I'm so thankful for the word of God. And I just had some incredible time in the word this morning and just journaling, which is one of my favorite things to do while I'm reading. I'll have my journal open a lot of times and just write out the scriptures as I'm reading whatever God just highlights to me while I'm reading. I'll write it out because when we write, it helps hide that in our hearts even more. And so that is just a scientific fact. If you read something, the likeliness of remembering it is a lot less than if you read it and write it. And if you read it, write it and 
say it out loud, it's even greater. So I like to do all of those things just to continually hide God's word in my heart because we have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Like Romans 12, 2 says, it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's an ongoing process. We don't just get saved and and call it good. Like we have to continually renew our minds with the word of God to continually spend time in God's presence and just allow him to speak to us because it's very, very easy to fall into the pattern of the world because it's the easier way. The Bible talks about the narrow way and the broad path, the narrow path and the broad path. And that narrow path is the way that leads to life that few find. And that is the path that born again believers are on. But then there's that broad path that the rest of the world is on. And it's a lot easier to coast through life and go through the motions and just let the current of culture sweep us away. And that has been like the call and cry in my heart during this hour is don't give in to the pattern of this world because it's so easy to do that. It's it's not easy to live the Christian life, to go against the grain. And so even tonight, I'm going to watch uh, the movie Super Spreader, which by the time this airs, it'll, ha- it'll have already happened. But it's a documentary about Sean Foyt, who I was so blessed to be a part of his worship movement in New York City last week in Times Square. And it's just been a movement that I've been watching since 2020 and just seeing what God has been doing through him as he has chose to stand up against culture and what, you know, the world is saying with the pandemic and everything and, and making a stand, a very bold stance to worship, despite what everyone is saying, you know, stay home don't sing all these things. And he was like, no, like you're not going to take our freedom away to be able to worship our God. And so he, if you haven't followed him, go follow him, look up his book, his book. Um, he has a few different ones, but I read the one called Brazen y'all. It was so good and so challenging. And so if you were looking to not live a complacent Christian life, I encourage you to read that. It's Sean Foyt. I'm going to spell his name because it's spelled a little different. So it's S E A N. And then his last name is F E U C H T. So I was so blessed to be a part of that movement in New York city. And I really wasn't even planning on talking about that, but I will tell you that I am someone who has dealt with spiritual warfare my whole life. I believe we all do to some degree, maybe some more intense than others, but I've definitely dealt with a lot of demonic warfare and different things throughout my life. But being in Times Square and being there in that moment of that massive movement of God that's happening, I have never encountered darkness like I did there. And it's still something I'm processing. I believe God's going to use me to just speak more about that. But I have never encountered darkness like that. And even as we were standing in the middle of the crowd and just worshiping God, there was uh, witches going throughout the crowd and just it was, you know, attempting to cast curses and do their thing and just people surrounding us chanting very disgusting demonic things at the group. And it was like, wow, God, this is a war. Like we as believers did not sign up for a playground. We signed up for a battlefield. And I pray and hope that everyone on here is engaging in that. And it's not that we're going and looking for a fight, but that we are staying, like the Bible says, awake, sober-minded, alert, and vigilant because our adversary prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. And when I encountered that darkness to that degree, I know many of you have dealt with dealt with just major levels of oppression and, and attack of the enemy. It was like, we have to be awake as a church. We cannot be ignorant to the devil's devices. And if we're just coasting through life and we're not really encountering warfare, I would, I would 
definitely question if we're doing what we should be doing because if the enemy is not concerned, if he's not attacking, then what are we doing or not doing that we should be doing? And so it was just really a good gauge of my own life and what I'm called to in this season and just pressing into God to know what he has for me right now and just the uh, demonic attack right now of distraction has been so strong and it and it's I've I've discerned it I've heard so many other people talking about just how much the enemy is trying to distract us to keep us looking to the right and left so that we are not focused so that our focus is not solely on the face of Jesus and asking him God what do you have for me today what do you want me to spend my life doing. And we can spend our lives doing so many good things, but never really doing the thing that we were created for. And that is something that I have just been tried to tried to be as a believer, just so intentional with is God, show me what I'm supposed to do because I don't care how great an opportunity is. If it is not what you have for me, I don't want it. If your anointing isn't on it, if your spirit is not in it, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to waste my time because this life is so short. And my favorite book besides the Bible is called Only One Life, How a Woman's Every Day Creates an Eternal Legacy. I literally, I'm looking out at my little bookshelf and I have tons of copies of it because I give it away all the time. I love that book. And it just is such a reminder of the fact that this life really is but a vapor. And I don't want to stand before God one day and say, God, I didn't know you had all these great things for me because I never even sought you. I want to be a woman who's seeking him daily saying, God, what do you have for my life? What do you have for me in this hour? What do you have for me in this season? Because seasons change and I'm in the thick of that right now with a lot of things changing in my life and God's just been repeatedly showing me and speaking to my heart. Life as you know it is about to look completely different and I believe that I'm sharing that because it's not just a word for me. There's other people that God is taking you through a season of transition, that you are in the trenches of transition on the brink of breakthrough and God is so good and faithful to his word and I love that he prepares our hearts and the Holy Spirit shows us of things to come come. And so God is so good in doing that and not, you know, letting us be caught off guard or caught off by surprise. Like if we're seeking him and allowing him to lead our lives, even when those winds and those waves come, like we talked about, we will stay standing with our hand just locked with his, our eyes locked with his. And so I'm currently reading a book right now. It's called The King's Prophetic Voice. It is by Jody Hughes. I stink and love her so much. And I quote her a lot um, when I'm preaching or or speaking or just sharing different things. And even in my Bible, I have some of her quotes written in the back of my book. And she was actually in New York City when I was. So I got to go to a part of her revival service thing that she was part of as well um, while I was there. But I was just reading this before I hopped on here to record. And I was like, I have to read this to the podcast community. So again, the book is called The King's Prophetic Voice. And I'm just going to read what she wrote as just like a declaration and a word from God for readers. I just believe that it's such a timely word. And so you can imagine it as God speaking to you as I read it. It says, I was, I have always been after your heart. I've always been there, always wooing you and speaking promise over you. You were born with a sense of destiny as I put heaven's promises in your heart before you were born. I've been speaking destiny over you ever since and capturing your attention to remind you that you're loved. It's always been about pointing you to Jesus and building confidence in you that I believe in you, the God dream in you that drives you. 
I am actively growing faith in you to arise and fulfill. The enemy has tried to snuff out your passion and convince you breakthrough will never come, but I am greater than the world and all the enemy can throw at you. My voice has always beckoned you, drawn you, and compelled you to believe for more. I desire friendship with you, my child. I am growing your capacity and clarity to hear and know my voice and my ways. Trust me, I'm with you and leading you. Look for the breath of my spirit in your everyday, even if it's different from what you expect. I am with you and leading you with my voice from weariness to wonder and into new territory of promise fulfilled. And oh, that's so beautiful. And I, like I said, when I read it, I was like, I have to read that to the podcast community because it's so beautiful. And God has so been reminding my heart the last few days to pay attention to your words. And even today during my prayer time, I was praying, God, may the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Like the word says, may the, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. So God, purify my heart so that my thoughts are in align with truth so that my meditation, because we're all meditating on something all day, every day, we're thinking about something. And are we meditating on a good report? Are we meditating on God's report? Or are we were meditating on the report of the enemy, which is destruction, which is to steal, kill, and destroy your life, which is to discourage you, which is to depress you and oppress you. And so I was just felt like I'm just in this season of recalibrating with the Lord and like, God, purify my heart. Not that I've gone way off course or anything like that, but I think it's a continual reminder to always just allow God into those spaces and places of our heart. And so he's been reminding me the last few days, pay attention to the words that you're speaking because the Bible says that we'll eat the fruit of our words. And whether we like it or not, it's a kingdom principle and so easy to just spout out things, to spew out words and not even realize that what you're saying has an effect on your life. And we know the Bible says that the power of life and death or in the tongue, the tongue, and that what we speak matters. What we speak has the power of life and death. So are you speaking life today? Or are you speaking death? Are you speaking blessing? Or are you speaking curses? And that's not just over other people. It's over yourself. Selah. <laughs> Sit with that for a second. It's over yourself too. What are you speaking? What are you declaring over your own life? And even yesterday, I got this giant box. I was so excited. I had went over to my parents' house for a little bit. And then when I came home, I had a giant box sitting by my back door. And I knew right away it was my new devotionals that I just had printed. And I also had some eight by 10 pictures printed that I designed and put declarations on. And it was uh, maybe like a month ago, I was staying with my friend and I was like, hey, I want to read you these declarations that I've just written over my own life. And I just felt like it was timely and for her to hear them as well. And so I shared them and she goes, you need to have that printed. People need to hear that because we are constantly being bombarded with the lies of the enemy, the flaming darts of the enemy, the world's truth, which isn't even truth, it's perverted and just all these things. And it's like, oh, we have to so be anchored in the truth. And so I printed off these declarations on eight by 10 cards, but you know what? I'm going to end the podcast with reading that over you in a few seconds, in a few minutes here. But it was just like when I got them and I read them out loud again, I'm like, ah, oh, it's so refreshing to just speak life over yourself. And I encourage you when this podcast is over to just sit for a few minutes and speak life over yourself. How often do you speak life over yourself? I know for me for so long, I was continually, perpetually in agreement with the enemy. Didn't even know it. 
I was constantly speaking death over myself and over my life, over my ministry, over my calling. And it was just this place of insecurity that God had to uproot out of me. And even yesterday, I was on the phone with one of my best friends and I, and I said something and she literally stopped me in my tracks. She goes, I reject that. Like she rejected what I was speaking over myself because I was sharing some things and I'm like, I don't really have the skill set for that. And she's like, stop. Because it doesn't matter if you know how to do that now. If God's calling you to it, he is going to equip you for it. You are tenacious. When you set your mind to something, you're going to figure it out. And she's right. Like that is just how God has created me to be. There's so many things that I've done that I've just kind of had to figure out by myself, obviously with the help of the Holy Spirit. But God if he calls us to something, he equips us for it and he will show us how to do the things he's called us to do. So continually speaking life over yourself and then not being like my friend, not being scared to correct each other in love because I needed that. I didn't realize in that moment that I was in a way speaking death over myself. And so I'm actually walking out here to my dining room table where I have these declarations. So I am going to read this over you as the prayer because I always love to close the podcast out in prayer. So I'm going to read this over you as the final prayer. So I just want to encourage you again, if you need prayer for anything, if you need someone to talk to, please reach out to me again. My website's journeywithjanice.com. I have life coaching things on there you can sign up for. I have blogs and free devotionals and printed devotionals you can purchase, all sorts of fun resources. And I know that God has called me and anointed me and equipped me to bring kingdom content, to impact this world, to pull hearts closer to his, to inspire people to fall more in love with him. And so that is my heart and my desire with everything that I do, that anything I do would always point you to him. And so feel free to reach out to me. would love to connect with you. And then I'm going to read these declarations over you as our closing prayer. So I pray that this episode encouraged you and that you are just being drawn closer to the one who loves you most. I stand in faith and full assurance that the perfect will of God will manifest in and through my life. I will accept and tolerate nothing less. I align myself only with his word and truth and render every enemy assignment, assault, and attack over my life canceled void and of no effect and useless. I declare that the plans of God for my life will unfold and play out in his perfect way and his perfect timing. All of his promises will come to pass, every single one of them. I declare fun-filled, not chased after doors to open in my life, doors that will allow me to share his truth and life-giving goodness with the world, resulting in open prison doors and setting captives free. My my life is hidden in him and completely at his disposal as a living sacrifice, wholly surrendered for his sake. I command purity into my heart, grace to my speech, transformation to my mind, and love to my actions. Let all that I do be done in love. I bind selfish motives, enemy lies, death speech, all hindering spirits, and any plan to stop the full manifestation of the plans of God in my life. No discouragement, intimidation, jealousy, comparison, or division has place in my life. I declare favor, abundance, life, prosperity, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit, and all that God has ordained for me, my portion and my inheritance, to blossom in my life. I will not settle. I will not be stagnant. I press on toward the mark of my high calling in Him. In Jesus' name, amen.